We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Post Game Show. Danny Morang, not Brandon Sprague. It's an improvement on Senor Sprague. Hot dog, Jamie Hudson of Coin News, following my co-worker and all-around wonderful human being, is joining us now uh, and just just brightening up the show with your your effervescent presence. Because uh, I mean, Brandon and I we're, we're not we don't, we don't put off the same vibes. Okay. <laughs> I think you. I think you do. You're not giving yourself enough credit, but I appreciate that intro. That was very nice. Well, hey, uh, we are thrilled to have you here. Uh, Brandon couldn't be here tonight because he uh, he's a monster and he's got a gambling show and it's an NFL weekend. But we are thrilled because, like I said, we got the upgrade here. Uh, you were not only working for Coin, but you were also doing some work for the Blazers broadcast team. So, uh, what? Before we get into the game, what has it been like yeah. to make that transition to into that? Uh, it's been awesome. First <laughs> off, uh, I gotta say, I'm working in the same chair as Brooke Olsendam and Neil Everett. Like, that's a pinch me moment. So that's been awesome to be in that rotation. Um, and I, the crew over there is great. I've known them for years, but now to actually be a part of that crew uh, officially has been awesome, whether it's behind the scenes or, or the people on air. And Michael Holton is great to work with. So it's been really fun doing those post-game and, and pre-game shows. Awesome. And we'll get into today's game here. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers upset they were, they, they were an eight-point dog. Uh, the Toronto Raptors 114-105 in one of the weirder, stupider games in a long time. Uh, a 33-15 first quarter for the Portland Trailblazers over the Raptors. Jamie, the Blazers have had some some bad games this year. I don't think they had a quarter in any of those bad games that looked as bad as the Raptors did to start this game. Right. I mean, I'm sure Toronto's like, okay, this team's won five on five games on the road, whatever. But you can't take any team lightly in the NBA. I don't know what Toronto was thinking, the way that the Blazers have been playing and their their movement. Danny, we've got to talk about the ball movement yeah. and, and players moving. There's no more standing around. There's really not that much ISO ball at all. It, it's completely different right now. I think a big part of that is, and, and we'll, we'll get into him because <laughs> he's, he's my guy and Anthony Simons, um, but I think it, it's not necessarily a he's better than CJ or better than Dame or who's what is his natural inclination is to kind of go back and forth between the two and sometimes even default to overpassing. And that's permeated the team. Yeah, exactly. And that's permeated the team, particularly with 
some guys maybe on the way out. Uh, other guys, uh, younger guys that are coming in and are like, oh, this is this is kind of fun. Uh, right. And obviously with other p- players out of the rotation right now, they've kind of found that that's the way they need to go. Tonight, a weird night. Uh, they end up with 31 assists. Uh, the ball was popping all over the place, particularly in the first three quarters. The Toronto Raptors absolutely ratchet up the defense, much like the Miami Heat did earlier on the road trip. However, the Heat did it when they were just right there, down two, down four, uh, not down 24. Uh, The Raptors did get this close in time to make it a game, though, Jamie. I know. Uh, And you know that um, Siakam was like, what the hell? I'm down three at the half. I'm not going to let that happen. So he went on a scoring tear in the second half. Um, But, yeah, the, the defense, Toronto picked it up their their press I, I thought it was great to see that much pressure put on Anthony and, and Dennis Smith Jr. and and they were able to uh, hold off and, and secure that win uh overall getting 31 assists for the Blazers tonight which you'll love to see the flip mm-hmm. side of that 22 turnovers uh 21 of them by the starters uh Anthony had six I'm going to give him four of those. I thought two of them late in, late in the game. I thought he got punched in the face on one. <laughs> I thought he got the the ball ripped out from behind uh, by Van Vliet uh, on the inbounds pass after he ripped his hips aside. And, and well, he's, he's still a skinny man. Uh, overall, though, uh, some sloppy play. Again, Simons with six, McCollum with five, and Nurk and Little both with four. Part of that, you got to tip your cap to the Raptors. Part of that, you have to kind of scold the Blazers. They finished this road trip on four and two which is still blowing my mind. But are you surprised the Blazers are winning these games the way that they've won them, considering that every one of these games has kind of had one of these situations where uh, they've struggled either at the free throw line or they haven't hit threes or they just haven't hit shots at all, really, in Orlando. Uh, but in spite of some some pretty massive shortcomings in these games, they're finding a way to win somehow, some way down the stretch. Right. And I think tonight... I'd say I was surprised. I thought going into this game, Danny, because they've been on the road for 12 days. That is a long time every other day. on the road. Yes, and playing every other day. Um, so when you get to that final game in that trip, so often you're thinking, okay, I finally I get to go home after this. You've and been so- on these road trips before. <laughs> I've been on these road trips. <laughs> I've had that mentality of, oh, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's get home. And I think over the years, I've seen it. We've all seen it. These final games can be those games where there's a total letdown because it, it, they're not even thinking about this game. They're just ready to get back home. So I thought that was impressive, the way that this team started. Um, but I guess, in a way, it's, it's not surprising because of what we've seen right now from Anthony Simons in this year little. And I think for the most part, um, minus last game, CJ McCollum has really been able to witness what this team has been able to do with their team ball and their passing. And I think that he's been able to come in and, and almost there's times where he's thinking pass first rather than scoring, which we don't, we've never seen that really from CJ McCollum. So I think that that's been cool for him to come in and, and not force anything. You know, you know, right now he's really trying to do too much. He's just trying to, to fit in with what Anthony and Nasir have already got cooking. When you look at where this team's at right now, and we'll get into the grand grand scheme type stuff and, and what that kind of all means. But it's got to be a little weird to evaluate who, what, when, where, why with so many variables everywhere right now. 
The Blazers are getting ready to head home. They've got basically two and a half weeks until the trade deadline. Over those next two and a half, three weeks, what what are you expecting or what are you looking for from this team? Uh, potentially how they play. Are, are you expecting more of what we saw tonight? Or is it one of those things where maybe things shift as a few guys get a little bit more time, they get they get a little healthier? Obviously, Larry Nance Jr., uh, Norman Powell are, are Obviously, Norm is out for personal reasons. Uh, Larry Nash Jr. is still dealing with a knee. But all of a sudden, does it? where does that squeeze kind of come in with Norm back in the starting lineup, Larry Nance back? Has Cove played well enough to keep his starting spot? It, it, there's a lot of questions, at least. There are a lot of questions. And uh, I, I think what's been really interesting with the Covington situation is I feel, I feel like Johnson Phillips, as a head coach, has done such a great job instilling in his players like hey this is what you're good at so go out and do the things that you are typically uh, known to do like robert covington we know i mean yeah he had to transition to the bench role but i just thought in his, his last few weeks of his play he's knowing his role and like just executing what he's always known to to be able to do mm-hmm. i just think that chauncey instills that in these players like you know, he, he, he makes sure they know their shortcomings and they're going to work on that. But if you are good at this, that, and the other thing, like go out and do what you're good at. And they are doing that right now. Um, so I don't know. I could see Robert Covington staying in the starting lineup. But there are, there are so many question, question marks because of trade deadline, obviously. Um, also, I need to say this, Danny. I have never seen so many gifts, uh, tanks. I didn't know there were that many gifts. Um, I may or may not have propagated those. I may have loaded those up to Giphy myself. Yeah, I, I, I figured. Um, but, you yeah, know, this is just, this is a different season for anyone that's covered the team in the Damian Lillard era, right? We we are in uncharted waters. Like, it's, just, it's all very dumb. It's, yeah. It's all very dumb. Like, we... You, <laughs> You and I worked together for, for years at NBC. We went through these lulls of like, ah, they'll figure some things out. We kind of yeah. know what this team is. After the All-Star break, they got to turn it up, they'll, right? Yeah, like everybody, yeah. We, we, we had our, 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 our notepads out like, ah, this, nah, nah, this is nothing new. Now? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's it's flying off the script because there's there's new management. There's contracts that are expiring. There's you know big time contributors that are coming up out of nowhere. And Anthony Simons is just like, hey, let's just get to February 10th and see what happens. <laughs> it's 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 dumb. That's why I keep saying it. it's the dumbest year they've had in a long time. Real quick, uh, welcome everybody in. Thank you all so very much. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the channel. Help us grow the podcast. If you're watching here on YouTube Live or if you're watching the replay, click the subscribe button. Help us grow. We are trying to hit 2,500 from zero to 2,500 in less than five months. Not too bad, guys. Not too bad. Thank you all so so very much. Uh, obviously, Sprague's not here to uh, share the joy, but we are we are right there, and we are we're blowing everything out of the water. For what we expected, uh, both on the YouTube side and on the, the podcast downloads, we consistently find ourselves in the top 30 in the U.S. in, in podcast downloads uh, in the NBA. And thank That's you. Awesome. Thank That's you. Awesome. I just To take a channel from scratch, to take a podcast from scratch and start them both up in this season of all years. Right. <laughs> exactly. So That's thank impressive. you. Uh, I'm joined by the illustrious, the wonderful, the amazing uh, Jamie Hudson. I told you all we, we would have some folks coming on here soon. Uh, and Jamie, let's kind of go line by line, uh, little review of the game. Uh, obviously, Anthony Simons is, is kind of like leading the charge for the team night in, night out. He struggled mightily throughout this game. He was, at one point in time, was 3 of 14, ended up going 3 of 4 to finish the night, finished 6 of 18, 5 of 9 from 3. So you go 5 of 9 from 3, meaning he was 1 of 9 on 2s. And the big thing for Ant is we know he can shoot the rock. He can absolutely unequivocally, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Off the bounce, off the catch, he's that dude. Where he's trying to grow, finishing at the rim, which we saw him struggle with a little against Boston. Weirdly enough, Al Horford got three blocks on him. One of the least athletic centers I think I've ever seen block Anthony. (laughs) But tonight, again, a very athletic, long, strong team. Bumped Anthony around, but I thought he acquitted himself rather well. Every time he got knocked down, he got back up. What have you seen from Ant in this explosive January where you're just like, is he going to be that guy, or do you think there's still more in him or more steps to go? Yeah, there's there's still more in him. I think that what he's continuing to do when the opponent's scouting report is, okay, now we're stopping Anthony Simon. And just think about... The, the blitz, the, the traps, the, the coverages that Anthony Simons has seen in this month, mm-hmm. right? That, that to me, the fact that he's still able to go in and have such a good floor game, even if he's not shooting well because they're really focusing in on him, I think that's what's impressive to me. The fact that, like what we, we talked about, Danny, is um, just his ability to find his teammates and put his teammates in good scoring positions. I think, obviously, his two-man game with Yusuf Nurkic has been a beautiful thing. Uh, he's talked about how he has conversations with Nurk all the time. Like, hey, where do you want the rock? Like, I'm going to give it to you. Where do you want it? And that is working out great. Uh, so I think he's just going to continue to figure out that balance of, yeah, I'm a, a passer. Like, I can be that point guard that can drop dimes, but I also need to be that go-to scorer that, that, that Blazer fans have become accustomed to. Two things that I really want to capitalize on there that you brought up, that relationship that he has with Yusuf Nurkic and working in the pick and roll. For those that aren't aware, uh, for uh, high-usage high pick and roll players in the NBA, which kind of set the, the line at 150 possessions, Anthony Simons generates more points per possession than any player in the league. 
That's the level he's on. And that that's this whole yeah. season. That's not January on. That's this whole season. He is very, very, very good about generating scoring opportunities for himself or for the role man, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, in this pick-and-roll coverage. The other part of this is, and I, I thought this was really, really insightful, and I don't think this is talked about enough. Steve Nash, whenever a new player got to his team in the offseason, well, the first thing he would ask them, he's, he's talked about this before, where do you want the ball? And he said that a lot of people didn't really know. And they had to think about it, like, do I want it down here? Do I want it up here? Do I want it, like, because some guys want it up high, and they want to go into their dip. Some people want it low, and they're already into their shooting motion. Some people want it in the right hand. Some people want it in the left hand. And Steve Nash is maybe the most accurate passer of all time. Right hand, left hand, on the bounce, okay. on the move. He just, precision. And I, I think Damian Lillard gets overlooked in this a lot, because I think he's one of the most premier precision passers. He doesn't have anything flashy, but I've noticed Ant has... He'll he'll air mail he'll air, air mail one every now and then off that one handed rip, but he's been putting it right here in the pocket on the run in that little bounce pocket pass that he has found. Guys, tonight I thought he had a wonderful two man game with Trenton Watford. He, that coverage that he saw two pressed all the way up like Damian Lillard at thirty five feet. He's right. got a window this big. Pocket pass through to Watford. Watford two steps corner three to Mclemore. That's the kind of things that you see growing. And playing off of that. And that's where, if you're hopeful for this Blazers team, not only this season, but going forward, those are the kind of growth and adjustments you want to see. Speaking of growth and adjustments, uh, after a game against Boston that the Portland Trail Blazers did win, uh, there was a lot of frustration frustration with a one Christian James McCollum uh, maybe grinding some possessions down. Tonight, again, everybody had the turnover bugaboo, but 8 of 12, tidy 8 of 12, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Don't see that often from CJ. Six assists, two steals, incredibly active. And of those six assists, I counted three. Uno, dos, tres. (laughs) Hit ahead passes to Nasir Little for wide open dunks. Safe to say that CJ's learning the ways of this new younger team. It is safe to say that for sure. I I don't want to belabor the point, but he has been a little bit square peg round hole in this few games since he's returned, it's clearly a different dynamic from him and Dame working together. But overall tonight, with the exception of that one end of half play where he tripped and fell, I, I thought he, I thought this was about what you realistically, this is what you want from CJ McCollum to just be the, a guy that just blends in everybody. When you're, when you're gone, when you're, when you're going, you're cooking, you figure it out when you're not, or if you've got a better opportunity, you kick that ball ahead and you get the easy ones so you don't have to work so hard the next time. What have you seen from CJ since his return from uh, not only the injury but the birth of his kid? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Danny. And the other thing I, I was thinking about with CJ is he could have returned and thought, okay, Dame's still out. Like, I, I need to be the man. Mm-hmm. But I really think that he, he did see how Anthony and Nas were playing. And, and so he is trying to just fit in, blend in, and take his shots where, wherever um, he can when he's open and not forcing it. I really, I think that he could have done a lot more mm-hmm. or a lot more to force it and, and try to be the man again. Um, I mean, yes, there's times. I'm just saying, I think overall, I, I've been impressed with how he, he knows what that Anthony is, is running this team right now. You know? All right, I'm going to go for your heart here. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for your coog. 
I know I know you're a Gonzaga, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for your 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 geographically central CJ Ellaby. Last year, I I said multiple times I don't mm-hmm. think he's an NBA player. I just mm-hmm. I don't see it. Over the last two months, he's not shooting out into the world, just blowing people away, but he's making good plays consistently. It seems like every night they put him out there. Tonight, again, nothing's going to blow you away. 17 minutes, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. But that's good production and consistent production and effort. And it's just a stark contrast to what this team really displayed through the first two and a half, three months of the season. When you look at a guy like Ellaby, do you think that that's a, an NBA guy long-term? Do you think he's showing enough to get a, a, a real contract after this? I don't know if we've seen enough, but hell, he's got so much confidence. I, I Sometimes I'm like, okay, CJ, sure. <laughs> um, wait, and he seems to only have one speed most of the time. It's just all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought what was interesting, uh, back when Scotty Brooks was the acting head coach, well, mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups was out with health and safety protocols, Coach Brooks talked about LB being that scrappy player. And Scott Brooks said, in order for CJ LB to stay in this league, he has to be that way. Mm-hmm. He's got to be that scrappy player. And it, it's probably if Brooks was probably like that, I feel like, back in the day. But I, I, I think CJ LB, the way he, he just goes out there and... He had some bold moves tonight. He he took the the <laughs> he took he drove the lane. He made that fast one on four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have number suits, but go for it. Okay, and he makes it. So um, I think he's showing that that he he thinks he belongs. You know, so that's part of it. Outside of the Philadelphia 76ers game last year where he had 15 points and kind of disappeared for the rest of the year, I thought tonight was his most impressive game, not necessarily box score-wise, but just kind of swagger. Like you said, he had that opportunity where he attacks one-on-three, one-on-four, and finishes in traffic. Early on in the game, he catches on a wing three, pumps Scotty Barnes out of his shoes, takes two steps in, pulls up, left the hand up, talked a little cash shit, and went the other way. And I was like... Oh, oh, okay, CJ LLB, you, you go ahead with your bad self. And I think it kind of, he's one of those guys where he's going to give you the effort. It's going to be here yeah. always, but if he gets a production player too, then it starts kind of feeding on to itself and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I think that permeates the team. And, and another guy that I think that impacts is a guy like Trenton Watford, who played 15 minutes tonight. Again, another guy, six points, six rebounds, three assists, three of six. I think a lot of people ask me is, is Trenton Watford looking like a, a viable NBA guy? And I'll, I'll say this. For me, he looks like a rookie who is very smart. I don't know if his if his lack of like real explosive athleticism and ability to stretch the floor is going to keep him from being a long-term guy, but he's very smart. He's in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, Smell, Tony Snell has made a career out of not really being productive, but being smart and never being in the wrong place. Trenton Watford has kind of that same bit, but also is a good passer and has a little bit of wiggle to his game. What have you seen from, from Watford over the last couple of weeks where you're just like, huh, or are you, or you want to see a little bit more from him? Yeah, uh, I think especially as a rookie, right, mm-hmm. um, he hasn't been in the wrong spots. Like that often you're not like, I mean, yeah, I think on defense there's times where you're like, oh, that probably, you didn't, you missed that rotation. Or yeah. Whatever. But as a rookie, he, he knows when to cut. He knows who to get the ball to. Like, I mean, 
so I definitely agree with his I his IQ is is great, but he also has that finesse. I think in the preseason when the fans got so excited about Greg Brown's athleticism, and mm-hmm. yeah, he is so fun to watch, and he's going to be in. <laughs> Danny, Danny were among those that group. I, I don't blame you. He's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. He's got that excitement, that edge, just that that pizzazz to his game. It's super fun. But Watford, he, he he's going to give you that consistency. Uh, I think, yeah. And so, and that's what you need out of young guys right now. Is that that's hard to find? It is. It is very very interesting to see how when things either you know, steer into the skid mm-hmm. or they steer out of it, what his role looks like. I, I'm very interested. If, if they do steer into the skid and they lean towards the young guys, seeing right. his usage and his role go from 17 minutes because he's playing well to you're getting to at least 18 tonight, buddy. Don't worry about it. Um, right. How, what that does to his mindset. Does he, does he kind of stay within himself or does he go, I got these minutes anyways. Let's get a little spicy. Let's see what we can try. And I think if you let him try a few things, I think on the playmaking side and the decision-making side, he could he could really surprise some folks. Um, surprising folks, I think, and this is not even the box score. Yusuf Nurkic is having a monster box score January. He's struggling shooting-wise. He's shooting just under 50%, which on, on mostly twos. But I think more the number that, that surprised me more than anything, Jamie, mm-hmm. the minutes played, 38, mm-hmm. 39, mm-hmm. 37, 38, 38. We have never seen Yusuf Nurkic play these minutes ever, mm-hmm. e- ever. And one of the things that I, I, I want to write about it, but I also want to go, eh, it's January and nobody really cares right now because it's the dog days of winter. But. The Blazers have made a significant change in their defensive scheme in that they are running a truckload of zone and is allowing Yusuf Nurkic to not have to run 35 feet out, 35 feet back, 20 times a game. When you watch Yusuf Nurkic, do you think like he looks like he's fresher throughout the game? Because for me, I haven't seen him huffing and puffing in almost a month. Yeah. And I, I do, I agree, and I think you got to give a lot of credit to this training staff right now. Um, especially, I know there's been times where at the start of the season and come back, and, and granted, he, he's had a lot of personal things to go on over the summer, and um, I know there's so much talk, and he even admitted that he wasn't in shape, right? And um, you're that big of a guy, a big fellow like that. I know it's just got to be hard anyway. Right to 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 work to stay in NBA shape is that's a whole other thing. But, Jimmy, you've been around yeah. the, 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 these guys a lot. Yeah, I, I have tried to 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 illustrate this before. Mm-hmm. How big is Yusuf Nurkic really? Massive. <laughs> he really is. Uh, just his, his legs alone. When you just look at the, the tree trunks, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this guy moves as well as he does? What? Seriously, that it's pretty impressive. Um, so I, I always give a lot of credit to the, the staff and what they're able to do. And, yeah, I think the, the way they've changed the defense has been helpful for him. But also, he's just happy. And when you're happy, I think you want to work harder. Um, so I think he's enjoying his, that he is one of the 
the main guy on, on both ends. He's touching right that now. ball an awful lot now. Yeah. So, hey, it's working. He, and when we know Nurk is an emotional player, so if, if he's happy, he's excited, he's passionate about it, and then now we're seeing, like, that's why he's playing so well. Tonight, 5-9, 11-11-2. Not the massive impact game, but when I look at him tonight, you know what I didn't say really once? Oh no, what are you doing? Uh. And that's been that that criticism has been less and less and less over the last couple of weeks. The really only pushbacks that I have had has been when he's you know kind of forced some shots against some matchups that probably shouldn't have, but. That's I think kind of part of who he is. He's just that's always going to happen. When you look at what the Blazers have to overcome between now and the trade deadline, do you expect that he'll be a part of this team after February tenth? I I go back and forth because obviously I think you know this team really values him, um, but. I know that they're they're just ready to make changes, right? So, um, yeah, I, I personally, I know I'm like a lot of Blazer fans in the fact that I can't wait to see what happens because it to me it really could go either way. Um, I really, honestly, I don't have a strong feeling either way of if he will still be here the trade deadline. Well, I'm messing everything up because I grabbed the wrong box. I hate it when I do that. There we go. All right. So the Blazers just finished their season-long six-game road trip going 4-2. and two. They come home for a day and then a day of rest. <sighs> then they have two home games and a back-to-back before they go out. Four more games before they come home and finish up before the trade deadline. They've mm-hmm. got, let's see, two, four, it's six games, six 10, 10 games. 10 whole games, mm-hmm. Jamie Hudson, between now and the trade deadline. Does anything that transpires in the next 10 games, outside of horrendous injury or, you know, right. along those lines, does any personnel change? Does any win? Does any loss change what the Blazers do as a franchise for the rest of the season? Uh, I don't think so. Um, you know, I mean, I know that there's talk of, you know, when Damian Lillard is reevaluated, we'll see where the team's at. But I think everyone's reading that as, okay, we'll see where the team's at. And we know that Dame spoke yesterday to the media and he said, if we are going in the direction of going for the lottery pick, I'm not playing because I can't play that way to not not win. He's never been able to do that. So we wouldn't expect him to, but I I like the the honesty from Dame yesterday. And Um, and no player wants to play for a draft pick. That's no, that's whether you're a surefire first ballot hall of famer, like Damian Lillard, or you're a guy fighting for your NBA life and CJ LB or Trenton Watford. Like, you, right. you want to go out there and you want to compete. You don't want to be like, eh, well, let's throw. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the guy thrown on the floor because you're not good enough <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you're trying to lose. And if you're a top-end guy, you don't want to be the guy sitting on the bench or be, being forced to play a certain way because of an organizational decision that's going to last three whole months. Right. Is that is that a fair assessment of the situation? 
I would say so. And right now, it's it's about it, it just is about the future. You know, obviously they made the decision. Damian Lillard made the decision to get the surgery um, because he's looking ahead. He is. He said yesterday that, hey, I'm looking into the next four or five years. I want to be at my best, and this I think is going to help me get back to there. Get back to that. All right, well, we're going to get you out of here on that. Um, what 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 do you got coming up? What's going on? When are we going to see you in oh, studio yeah. again? What what do you got going on at Coin? Pitch me. Give it to us. Okay, okay, good. Um, I'm typically at Coin on Saturdays, so Saturdays, sometimes Fridays for the weekend sports anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been fun to be part of the the news too. That's been different. I'm, I've always, it's it's I've, weird to go from what we were to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's different, but it's super fun. And Queen values sports in their sports segments and their features. It's very cool. Um, and then right now, as everyone's noticed, the Trailblazers television crew is not traveling. So that's why Brooke and Michael are, are back and, and um, Kevin and Lamar are in studio. They're just, you know, with the surge right now and the pandemic. Playing it safe, as the organization has done, rightly so. Yes. Yes. To keep everyone safe. Um, so for now, um, Brooke's holding it down, and as she should be, and it's great. Um, she's hosting the, the pre and post game shows. So uh, once things are in the clear a little bit more with this pandemic and, and the crew's back on the road, then I, I will be excited to jump back in there. Which there's no shortage of road games down the stretch. I believe there's now <laughs> 20, 25 road games in. 14 home games. I'm trying to do the math in my head. I think that's what's left. Uh, the staggering majority of the season is remaining is on the road. Uh, yeah. So you will have uh, vast yeah. opportunity <laughs> to hold down the desk uh, back home in Portland. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. You were wonderful. You were always kind, and you were uh, just beloved here. So uh, oh, you were welcome back anytime. Uh, for you guys that haven't already, go follow Jamie on social media at Jamie Hudson underscore. You can find her on Coin News. Uh, obviously, like she said, uh, Saturday morning or Saturday uh, anchor crew. And then uh, look for her when anytime Brooke is out on the road as she will be filling in for that. Uh, for everybody else out there, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the podcast. If you want to become a member, go ahead and click on the community. Click join. You can join us in all the watch parties. The watch parties have been a blast lately. Uh, anywhere between 50 and 75 people each and every game in a season that is uh, weird. So uh, more and more people are coming into the tank community slash uh, run it back for the playoffs community, and we're having some fun stuff in there, and I've got some uh, more guests scheduled. Uh, And, again, I will have some content out. Uh, I will be having surgery February 16th. So uh, tick, 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 tick. I will have some content out, and, yes, one of them will be uh, an interview with Ant. Um, it will be happening here soon as well as uh, I'll guess I'll tease the other one um, Nasir Little weird uh, the two young guys that are uh, breaking out I will have content with them uh, slated to come out uh, when I am down and recovering uh, and again if you're watching here on YouTube live or if you're watching on the replay subscribe it's free please that's all I'd ask help us help us improve the algorithm uh, until then we will catch you guys for the pre and post game show I'm losing track of my days now uh, Minnesota's Tuesday wow look at that a whole the whole whole day and plus off. That's that's it. Whole day plus. But until then, uh, thank you all. So- Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.